Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Board Game Barbarians. I'm your host Andrew and with me as always is my Board Game Barbarian brother Justin. That's me. This is my barbarian voice. And the barbarian brother Guy is here. This is my barbarian voice. (laughs) What I love is that Guy's never been on this show before. So there's a chance listeners have never heard his voice. So as long as he talks that way the whole show, they'll never know that he never sounds like that. Perfect. <laughs> and see if we can if he can commit if he can commit to it the whole. No, entire I don't want to make him do that because we're recording tomorrow night, and so his throat will be so sore from doing that for an hour. It's true. Just be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anybody doesn't know, Guy is on another show that we do called Cinema Rogues, and he hosts that along with me. Um, and uh, you can check that out at Cinema Rogues. Not a website, but on iTunes podcast Apple Podcasts. Yep. It's at cinemarose.podbean.com as well. That okay. is a website legally I go. checked with a lawyer. It's a legal lawyer website. <laughs> check our very real legal website. Uh, you can Full check just now links at Retro Warriors um his video game classic video game podcast.net. Guys, that the guys the producer on my show. So yeah, retrowarriors.net. You know. Uh, and you can also check out Guy's solo stuff, his solo career at Sidetail mm-hmm. Studios on uh, Twitch and YouTube. How's that, how's that solo stuff going? Is it kind of going more Didi Ramon or is it going a little more like uh, uh, Paul McCartney? Like, how's it? Uh, George Harrison. George Harrison. <clears throat> okay. That's okay. That's respectable, right? That's okay. <laughs> I'm not the first to die, but I'll die soonish. <laughs> Oh, okay. Jeez. Not what I meant at all. But all right. I'll <laughs> take it. into it. You're not wrong, so I'll, you know, just, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, what's, uh, how's everybody's, everybody's uh, month been? Good. I guess we'll, yeah, we'll start with Guy. You playing any games besides the, what we're about to talk about? Um, I played Catan Kids or whatever it's called. Catan Junior. Excuse me. Catan. It's Junior. pronounced Catan. Catan, we're in Texas. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just picking on you. I uh, but you know, I, I played some Catan Junior with the kids. Um, How's that? It's good. It's, how it really is that? S- what? Yeah, really. No, I said how. How is that? It's it's. <laughs> yeah, it. really. Really? No, it's good. It's um, it simplifies things. <clears throat> Because uh, you can't trade with each other with the basic rules, right? Okay. Because so Catan's no- K- K- already pretty simple. It's already pretty like, you know, it's not the, it's not much reading and stuff. No, um, you know, you roll a die, you get resources based on what you roll. I think Catan has two dice. Catan, excuse me, whatever. Has two <laughs> I was dice. just, but you can say it however you want. I don't want to screw up your whole your whole thing. <laughs> was there a train in someone's? In the background, I thought uh, yeah, I that's heard my that house. Too. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Justin, did you? They put a train through your town. <laughs> you get, finally you. got the railroad. <laughs> the railway doesn't come out California way. Come out on through Paradise and uh, <laughs> Catan Junior. Uh, yeah, it simplifies it so there are fewer islands. Um, there's there's like a ghost pirate that you get to move around if you roll a six. What? So the, does that replace the thief? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. That's cool. So sounds he goes, way he, better than Catan. What? I said this sounds way better than Catan. There's a ghost pirate. No trading. Yeah, no trading. like you can trade. You like you get resources based on what you roll, but also you there's a like a bank and you trade a resource. I think there's five different kinds of resources or whatever, 
and you can trade uh, one for one with the bank and it, you know, it stays populated with whatever you trade with. Uh, and so if you get like all the same items in the bank, then you replace it with one of each item. And then outside of the bank, you can trade two resources uh, for each resource just in the big collective bank. If that makes Weird. any sense. There's like a, it does make sense. What's it called? A trading outpost or farmer's market type situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, the kids enjoyed it, and it, it was simple enough for my eight-year-old. So, you know. That's good. There you go. I have a Catan-related um, anecdote. Um, my, <laughs> we, we had Thanksgiving, and at Thanksgiving, um, everyone eats food, and then we all sit around realizing that we don't talk to each other on a normal day, so it's weird that we're all in the same room now. So my <laughs> wife always makes us play board games and it's family. So I can't play anything. I'm not going to come down there like, this is Conan. It's a scenario based miniatures game. You know, like I can't. So You should. So, so I got to keep it light and breezy, but I got rid of all my light and breezy board games to make room for my 50 boxes of root and, and cards and everything. And we were, we we're just talking. We we're like, oh yeah, you know, is that we're going to play Carcassonne. That's our like Carcassonne and, and Mysterium are our go-to like family light, games. Light and breezy games. Yeah. And and so I'm bringing them down and someone in the room is like, oh yeah, you know, I've played like newer games like this, like Catan. And my wife gets like immediately very for real angry and is like, I don't play Catan. Oh, and no. I was like, you don't? Because <laughs> like, we, ha- we haven't even owned Catan in years. I was, yeah. you know, like wh- whatever. And because uh, I got rid of it like two or three years ago now. And we hadn't played it for forever before that. And she's like, yeah, I played it one time and Justin wouldn't trade with me and I'll never play it. And I was like, so she had been like secretly harboring Catan based resentment for years and had yeah. never brought it up, had never said it. And then someone said something and then she had like this Vietnam flashback to her being like, I just need a sheep. And me being like, I don't know. It's not in my best economic interest. You know, <laughs> she like sandbagged me in front of the whole family. Um, and we, so we don't, we don't own Catan, um, but she had to bring it up. So every time someone talks about Catan, I think about just how angry my wife still is about me not trading with her in her first and only game of Catan. You should, I wish you'd turned to her and just been like, you got to let it go, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should have been like, the counselor said, you have to stop bringing that up. Yeah. He said, <laughs> and I quote, yeah. Um, we played Carcassonne though. That was that was our family game, and um, it was just the worst game of Carcassonne I've ever played. Why? Well, <laughs> we sit down to play, and I have a couple of expansions. So my Carcassonne game is a little longer than most Carcassonne games, um, and we're playing in. Every time I play Carcassonne, I'm teaching people because it's always with family. And so we're teaching everybody at the table. And we're like, yeah, you got to match it up. And then as it's revealing itself and the map's growing, they're like, oh, I kind of, I see the strategy. It makes sense to me. Yeah. But my, my mother-in-law is there and she keeps getting up. And you guys have played Carcassonne. It's like draw a tile, maybe 10 seconds of thinking, bam, put it right there, put a little guy in it. And you're done. That's your whole turn. Yeah. And she keeps just getting up and walking away. And I'll look up and she'll be like across the house, like holding a cup, talking to someone or over here, although she's in the backyard. And so my wife just had to keep taking her turns. And then I reached a point where my wife is playing two people in Carcassonne. And it just went on and on because we kept, it's, we kept doing that thing. We're like, she's near the table. We'll wait for a second. Okay. She's not coming over here. 
okay, well, I guess take her turn. And then she'll show up three seconds later and be like, is it my turn yet? We're like, no, we took your turn. Because you don't seem to understand how this game works. I mean, yeah. I get that it's like a half hour long, but come on, man. It's just Oof. terrible. That's terrible. That sounds sounds it. And then, of course, every time she sat down, she complained a great deal about how the board had developed. And we're like, well, you weren't present at the 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 Carcassonne development meetings. So why would you have any input on how it's going to go? <laughs> it just it just was it went it went real south real fast. Jeez. Um, <laughs> what do you been playing, Andrew? I haven't I haven't played anything. I, I did as I've told Justin a million times apparently that I didn't realize that I've told him a bunch. Uh, I got uh, the Ar- Arkham Horror card game. <laughs> it's a you great told, game. You told me like four times. Yeah. You, it, every time we would play Flesh and Blood, we'd you know we'd finish the game and we'd be kind of hanging out talking for a minute before we like went to bed or whatever. And he would just go, "I bought the Arkham Horror card game," and I'd go, "I hear that's really good." Like I said. And then, and then you did it like three or four days in the span of a week, and finally I was like, Andrew, I know you keep telling me, yeah, because you've not you've not played it, you have no other input on it. You're just like, I own, I own this. (laughs) Well, I I got it, and then I bought a bunch of KMC Hypermats, and I Mm -hmm. sleeved it. I sleeve it, yeah. Um, and I hopefully it turns out because some of the cards are double sided. Mm -hmm. So in the Hypermats, you've got like the other side that's kind of like glot, like it's not. Oh my! I I I um do KMC Hypermat clears for my Lord of the Rings cards and the Destination cards and that are double sided. I can still read them fine. That's, okay, it's not really yeah, an issue. Clears. Um, so I sleeved all of that. Um, so that's all re- ready to go once I learn how to play the game. Guy, I didn't know you had played. Oh yeah, I've, I'm. I played through the campaign, like the the one that comes with the core set, like twice. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's really fun. Let me ask you this, because um, I don't go in for, like, the eldritch horror aesthetic, you know, that, like, Lovecraftian kind of, uh, uh, like, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it'd still be fun for me? Like, how? You know what I mean? Like, is yeah, it, I, mean, is, the, I guess what I'm saying is, like, mechanically, is it fun enough that if you're like, I don't really give a shit about the, like, Lovecraft thing, um, what is it still good? Yeah, the gameplay is good, irrespective of setting, I would say. Like, it's not one That's of those good. games where I sit down and I, like... Uh, I was introduced by Pablo, right? Mm-hmm. And we yeah, sat he down. Has it. Yeah, we sat down to play around, and he's like, "I need to pull up some like Eldridge horror music." I'm like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he I was mean, trying to get the theme. I'll say, you know, get real thematic, and you're like, "I don't fucking care." Let's just play the game. <laughs> There's a monster chasing me. I'm gonna shoot it. You know that sort of situation. All right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's 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 really fun. I played uh, I played through I think two thirds of the the campaign because there's like three settings or whatever mm-hmm. nice. uh, with Pablo, and then I played by myself all the way through the campaign. Um, and playing by myself was a blast. I'm gonna play through it again with two characters instead of one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, nice. It's I have a lot a hard of time. setup. It's like an hour of setup. I hear it's a ton Ooh. of bookkeeping oh, and setup. Well, I hear it's also like, just really long to play. Yeah. So. Like I would, it personally, I would recommend dedicating like a day to it, uh, because I, I guess it's about thirty minutes of setup and thirty minutes of, of takedown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, and then the game itself is probably thirty to forty-five minutes, depending on your decisions and the number of characters. So say, it doesn't feel super worth it to just play like one little uh, scenario. Scenario, yeah. Thirty minutes of setup for a card game is dramatically that's, high. That's, that's a nuts. Lot. Yeah. Holy cow. I was um I was new excited like excited for a new thing 
um and like all day yesterday it was just like my wife and i went and ran errands and i was like and we're gonna stop at the board game shop so i could buy a bunch of expansion <laughs> stuff for this game that we've never played <laughs> i they they, they, they I came so out with tempted. a different not version of it. it was it's i think it's in the same universe there was another card game from ffg and it was called um like eldritch sign or eldritch star or something mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know if this is true or not, but just looking at the back of the boxes in the card game store going, I don't want either of these. Um, uh, Eldritch, the, the Eldritch looked like um, kind of like Arkham Horror Light, like it was a little bit shorter of an experience. Um, but I, I don't know if that's yeah. even I don't think that's I think still it was Eldritch sign. Is yeah. The name of it. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it looked kind of similar, but I, I for all I know, it could be totally, totally different game in every possible regard. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I guess the, the we got news. We have news. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do mine first because it's really short. All right, go ahead. Uh, come on, announced Marvel Zombies Zombicide. Yes, they did. Yes. And I never. I've only played Zombicide once, and I thought it was a mediocre game. <laughs> um, but now it's Marvel, so I have to get it. No, you don't, Andrew. Stop, man. <laughs> you don't. This doesn't have to be your life. We can get you treatment. Okay. We can help you. There's no there's no help for what I have. <laughs> there are programs. You'll never be cured, yeah. but you can work to overcome it. Rehab. <laughs> are you going to get it? Are you going to buy it? I don't know. Uh they haven't they haven't I'm waiting for the Kickstarter to come out to see how ridiculously expensive it is. Yeah. I have a thing um, on Kickstarters where I struggle to just pick the reasonable option. Either I'm like, I either go like the lowest, very bottom rung, or I'm like all in eight hundred dollars yeah, or whatever. I'm the same where it's like I either like pledge a dollar, like I'm like maybe I'll I'll buy into it once the campaign's over. Yeah. <clears throat> or um, or I'll just do the like there was the Call to Adventure one. Yeah. That recently happened, like uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "I have to do the hundred fifty dollar one." <laughs> have to, have you to, have to. <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. Um, was that your only news item? That was it. I've I've got some. Okay. Um, I don't know if we I don't know if we mentioned this last episode. Um, but Atmosphere, the VHS board game. Oh yes is and and now i'm going to be talking about a lot of kickstarter stuff and it's all going to be the the thing is going to be ended by the time you're listening to this so just know it's out there and that you didn't get in um atmosphere (laughs) they're doing a 30th anniversary edition um and it has gotten two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. that's a quarter of a million dollars for this like shitty vhs horror board game do they have a vhs edition um, that I don't know. I've I don't see. I feel like one. it's a missed opportunity if they can't make a VHS version just guy, for you, guy. You're older than us. Did you ever play Atmosphere? The were you aware of it? <laughs> I like guy's no. face when you said that. <laughs> I was just guy, you're yeah, super my face old. Was, yeah, that is true. I am older than yeah. you. <laughs> Dude, I went into well, full I... existential crisis mode earlier today, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's me every day. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't see a VHS tape. Um, oh no! Wait, 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 wait. Standard game minus the VHS. Deluxe game. You get a metal coin. I don't know. It seems like they might be trying. I don't know. 
I don't I'm know still if it waiting. has a tape. I'm still waiting for a couple things. I've got a, a Cthulhu tarot cards. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, tarot cards are big on on Kickstarter. So um, I've got a that's that set was supposed to come out. That was supposed to be delivered in July, and it's still looking at January now. I want to mention a game that I've backed on Kickstarter. It has 65 hours to go, but I think they're just going to sell it after this. It was a $4 pledge, um, and it's a print-and-play game called Voyages. Um, it's it's by this company called Postmark Games. I have not played the game yet because I don't get the game until the, the, like the second the campaign ends, I just get the game. Because since it's print-and-play, they just send me a PDF, I guess. And you don't um, need to do anything. Right. Um, but it's just print and play. It's 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 this like kind of like uh um uh uh very like iconographic based like uh ship exploration game. So the the you get these maps and it's this big hex and you just have a ship and some dice and you're just exploring around the ocean. It's just really cute. I like the way it looks. Um I'm excited to like print and play this weird little like ship exploration game. So hopefully next month I've got <laughs> something to say about it. Um, but it's uh, Postmark Games have done some other stuff. Uh, I think they've many, done other print and play games. How many players is it? Um, I, it is multiplayer, but you each get your own map. So I'm guessing it's like a, either a time-based or a score-based thing um, where you just kind of explore around this map and, and find treasure and just have fun. Uh, it just looked really cute and fun. It's, it's like $4. Yeah. Um Mindbug is is on Kickstarter right now. Um this is a a uh partially Richard Garfield designed card game. So of course it's going to be you know, uh um it's going to get a lot of attention just because Richard Garfield um is obviously famous for making the game uh Robo Rally that we all know and love. Um mm -hmm. he also made Magic the Gathering. If you if you've heard of that um, I have not. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's like Robo Rally except not at all, and it's cards. Oh, okay. Pretty, so oh, just imagine. Card game? Um, <laughs> Mind Bug is, <laughs> uh, and it, it, it that one's got like it, they had a five thousand dollar goal. It's at three hundred thousand dollars right now, uh, and it ends in like two days. Um, it seems to be like you buy the whole set. It doesn't seem to be collectible, as far as I can tell. Um, so I think they're going to do like base sets and upgrades kind of LCG style, which is neat. And then uh, this is my final Kickstarter. All the stuff, all the board game stuff I'm following right now is on Kickstarter. I don't know if it's just the season for Kickstarter or what. Um, Genesis Battle of Champions is a, uh, a grid based trading card game that I've been kind of like looking at a little bit, but not jumping in because I just I don't I can't get down with the art on it. But it has been a, a like indie trading card game running in, I think, Canada for like three years now. Uh, and they're doing their big Kickstarter. They had an $11,000 goal in there at like a quarter of a million dollars, of course. Jeez. Uh, so that's all, that's all my Kickstarter news that I've been like paying attention to and following. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm still, still waiting for a bunch of stuff on Kickstarter. Right now. <laughs> I think all I have coming is um, Root. The root yeah. and the Marauder expansion, which they just got their um like proof copies of, uh, and, and posted pictures of, which I'm I man I'm so excited for that expansion. It's gonna be I've so good. Root. I've got uh, that Cthulhu tarot card. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been waiting for Shadows of Brimstone Adventures. 
for two years. Oh, yeah, because they do yeah. Kickstarters every once in a while. Like, they've done several Shadows of Brimstone Kickstarters, haven't they? I think they only exclusively do Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah. I, was, well, I guess that's what I mean. Is they're, they're on, like, kind of the come on model where it's like a Kickstarter every other year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah only it takes them, like, year. I mean, I knew it was going to be, like, years for them to deliver. Yeah. But I didn't. I'm still just, like, they don't ever give <laughs> updates yeah they don't ever do anything that makes me nervous i'm I'm not i i don't go in for the like multi-year kickstarter i just can't do it i'm like if it's not coming next year i don't want it like i can't yeah. i'm too impatient and then i've got the uh second second edition or the second expansion for pulp invasion um which i still have yet to play my physical copy i've only played it digitally well you know that counts you supported the publisher and then you played the game so you don't yeah. don't don't feel bad about it you know, I feel, didn't you say like the the last expansion of it you played like didn't add much? Like it wasn't like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't didn't add a lot to oh, the that game. That was that was Pulp Detective. Oh, what am I? What what is this then? This is Pulp Invasion. It's all space themed, so it's like the same. Oh. it's not the same game. It's a way better designed game. Um, and I had a lot of fun playing the digital version. And then every time I've gone to set up the physical one. <clears throat> Yeah. I, I wish they had made like a little board because there's a lot of different uh, little like blocks. cubes. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had made a board for the cubes. They made the the inside of the box like a play mat. Mm -hmm. So at least you have that. But I wish they had done like a thing to put your cubes in, like and set it in. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a way more more fun more fun than pulp detective more funnerer excellent yes. <laughs> no you said pulp and i just heard detective in my head and ignored yeah. the rest of your pulp, sentence i guess pulp invasion is the <clears throat> this the other game well that's cool you know uh that'd be exciting i, I might i might get down with that one a little bit more because i didn't dislike pulp detective but i don't do the whole i think you know, pulp invasion is, is specifically one player it, well that's just that's just great isn't it yeah. <laughs> enjoy have a good time. I will. I'll maybe see you later. Two, maybe there's a two-player variant. I need to look at the rules and see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it'd be but, weird if there wasn't at least some kind of multiplayer variant in a in a tabletop game. Right. But there's like, it's all about like you're a space captain mm -hmm. um, and you're thwarting an alien race from getting a super invention, like a death yeah. machine, basically. So it's like 50s ray gun type sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Basically. Oh, so not like in a dick way where you're just like, no, you can't have that technology. That's mine. No, it's like them trying to destroy something. And I patented like, a similar technology in 1983, so <laughs> you can't use that or I'm going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. Patent troll, the game. You know what? If they made a patent troll board game, I'd play that. That sounds fun. Would you? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be real fun. You like make little secret patents and then you go to your public patents and people reveal their secret patents and they have like similar attributes. And now I'm just like designing the board game. It'd be fun. I'd play it. You should design a board game, Justin. You think so? I could, I could put it on Kickstarter. You could. I'll get Richard Garfield to design some of it with me and then I can put his name on it. Can you? And I'll get a half a million dollars and not know what to do then. You'd have to make a game. Well, I mean, according to Kickstarter, you don't technically have to. Really, what you should do is, it sounds like the way to go is print and play. Right, right. Because then you, know. you don't have to pay for any. You don't have to send anything. You're just like, well, print it out, dummies. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> That'll be my company. You do it, games. You do it. I don't yeah. want to do it. You do yeah. it. <laughs> I designed it. I set up the, the, the digital artwork for it, and now you print it. Yeah. 
even that sounds that's just so much work i don't know how people do this kickstarter thing this just sounds i mean kudos yeah. to these people for living their dream but man what a lot of work right what a lot of work <laughs> just seems hard is all i'm saying you know for some people podcasting might be hard maybe maybe but not for us because we've been doing it for t- 10 years yeah it's supposed to be easy I don't know. I honestly, I don't not? know anymore. <laughs> oh, no. It's just, just consumes time. And you can talk about the topic now because I would like to please talk about the topic now. Good night, everyone. <laughs> that was it. If you'd like to talk about the topic, <laughs> then you could join the show and. Yeah, we'll talk about the topic. Uh, we're, we'll get into it. We're, we're talking. Uh, we had a board game day that Guy came to. Yes. And we were we were surprised that somebody else came to our board game day. Other people have come to our board game day. They just didn't then come on the show afterward. Right. They were they, too shy. They stopped talking to us. They were like, they're like, that's bas- what you bashful. do. And they left. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we played uh, Conan, the board game. Yep. And then we played a shit ton of Flesh and Blood. I want to talk so, about Conan um, because... I want to preface something real quick. Okay. Uh, I know we said we weren't going to talk about Flesh and Blood this episode, uh, but we are. So well, no, hold on. Just... First of all, we didn't say we weren't going to talk about it. We said we're not going to do a whole nother episode on it. Right. We're definitely okay. going to talk about it. Like, it's what we're just... Pl- we're playing it, like, multiple Non-stop. times a week now. Like, <laughs> it's tabletop. We just said we are also going to talk about... Other We've all quit our jobs. Games. We're just playing Flesh and Blood and now. That's, God, man, I wish. That'd be great. That'd be so fun. You've had a job for like a month. What do you... I know, and I just want to quit it and become a professional Flesh and Blood player now. It's been my dream <laughs> since September. Um, <laughs> um, what, what was I saying? I, I, talk, I, I wanted to talk about Conan. I'm excited to talk about Conan again because we were trying to figure out what game we wanted to play. And every time we do a board game day, you're like, let's do Conan. And I always go, ah, it's just so much shit to carry and bring to Waco. Not for me. And not for, no, not for you. <laughs> Next time we do it, I'm going to be like, you take it and make you take it home with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and, and so that spurred me to get back into painting miniatures uh, because I had most of the base set for Conan painted. But I had quit because the last time we played it was like, I don't know, a year ago, you know, something right. like that. And um, we just hadn't gone back to it. And so that spurred me to finish my minis that had been sitting on my desk in progress for like a year. And uh, uh, that got me excited about the game again. And and I do feel like the last time we played it, I want to say it was at your house, and we played with um, the wizard What's his face? Um, I have no idea. Uh, I don't remember it. Well, but we know, played with the I wizard. Know, I know Conan and I know uh, Shavitas. Co- Shavitas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so we played it, and and I remember that session was the worst Conan session we had played because magic in the game is not well defined. It's kind of broken. It's it, it's 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 broken and weird, and some of the ruling it it just doesn't have super clear cut rules. And I remember we complained about it at the time, and in my head I got kind of nervous. I was like, "Is this game secretly bad?" And like we didn't we just we just didn't and notice. We spent until all right this now, money on it, you know. And we just we just didn't. We were just like, I don't know. Um, so I'm excited to have Guy here for like a fresh perspective on this game that we've done like 
a whole, we did like a whole episode on it and we talked about it a whole lot on the show. We talked about monolith a whole lot on the show. I mean, really our first like season of the show was just like monolith, monolith stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and so we played the, uh, boat scenario in the, um, base game. It's a great um, scenario. And in the boat scenario, you are in a boat. You are... Um, it's a ship. There's a mutiny going on, and you are getting pirates onto your side and fighting pirates, and your ship is chasing another ship. And when you catch up to that other ship, it's the end of the scenario, and then you flip the rest of the game board open to reveal the second ship, and you start like jumping back and forth between ships and firing um what are the big arrow ballistas to like you're trying to basically you're trying to chase down and destroy this other ship. And the last time we played that scenario, Andrew, you quit. We got I, di- I, I was gonna die. We got right to the end. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying like you quit with no reason. You're just like, fuck you. But yeah. but we got to the end of that first part of the scenario, and that's when we realized, like, oh. This scenario just goes straight into the next one. You just flip the board and keep going. And you were like, I have one health. Let's just put it up and get lunch. And so I think like going into this board game day in my head, I was nervous. I was like, wow, the magic thing didn't go well. Our last session didn't go well. And then we were picking scenarios. The scenario we picked after I set it up, I remembered, didn't go well last time we did I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't remember you enjoying. I remember you being like, "This is so extremely hard and unfair." And I think remember that. I think we didn't do the mutiny thing, either at all or correctly. Which (laughs) I don't think we did. I I don't think I. I don't remember having pirates on my side at all. I think we missed that entirely. In in that instance, it is very hard. So, guy, what did you think of Conan? This is your first time playing it, also, right? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> what now he words? gets weird. No, um, you know, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I liked that. I don't know if it was that scenario because, like, you know, it was my first time playing and it's, I, it's the only scenario we played. But I liked how mm, scarce the resources seemed. You weren't getting a lot back every turn. You had to mm-hmm. think about how to spend them, how, how they're going to affect the next few turns. Um, the sort of asymmetric nature of, you know, uh, the, the, I suppose, good guys turns and the, whatever the scenario mm-hmm. turns, um, you know, led to some interesting the overlord. That's what it is. Overlord. I wanted to say overmaster, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> Over, overmaster is a character from Mad Max, I think. Is what it's <laughs> <laughs> Blaster Master's long lost third brother. <laughs> yeah, Overmaster. Blaster Master's second cousin. And his twin brother, Undermaster. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um so yeah, no, it was fun. It uh like the second scenario ended up turning into uh like a race against the clock. I think mm-hmm. we took maybe three turns because it was we need to do these in the right order or we die on the fourth turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that led to uh, you know a a sense of 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 pressure and 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 you know a specific time that needed to be done. It felt yeah. like it was it was done quick once we figured out what we were doing. It was like done 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 done. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, even we even gave up, and Justin was like, "Hold on, you can do it." No, I you gave <laughs> up. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you did give up oh, on that okay. scenario again. There was a point where you're like, yeah. "Well, we can't win," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." You do it this way, and you get lucky, and and, and you you guys ended up winning. And it, but it was close. Um, 
Guy, have you played many like miniatures heavy scenario based games like this before? Just out of curiosity, or is this kind of like your first one of these? No, that's the first one. Really? Interesting. Because yeah. um, what I found fascinating is Andrew and I learned the game together. And so yeah. I've I've never taught the game to another person. We just or learned spoken it. spoken to another human being. <clears throat> never. Just Andrew. So <laughs> thank you for being on the show. <laughs> so a- after we learned it together, um, you know, like we'd, we'd learn little bits and stuff. But this is the first time where I was just like sitting down with a person that never had played before and sticking it in front of them and being like, here's the game. And I've taught a lot of board games. And teaching this game was so easy and so seamless like being a person that knows the rules granted once you're getting in there and figuring the rules out the first time it's a little bit of effort monolith is not great at rule books we've established this no they're not um but it, it i'm i'm what i really enjoyed was being a person that i didn't know the rules coming and teaching it to you a person that has never really played like a miniatures scenario based game like this um i mean you picked it up pretty much immediately with almost no trouble whatsoever i mean there were a couple times there were a couple rules we looked up but um it that was it yeah it felt overwhelming at first but once we got into it it was like oh okay uh everything is is sort of written down uh you just gotta know what color dice to throw at any given time um and i don't think i picked up until probably you know 20 minutes into the game like towards the end of that first scenario what the actual dice probabilities were and how they affected what we were rolling and stuff and why an orange or red was better in a given scenario. Right. Yeah. Now, we made you play Conan. We were like, guy's new to the game. He has to be Conan, who is objectively the best character. He's just great. <laughs> um, and, and I remember, because my favorite Conan ability is he can break through walls. So yeah. you can literally kick down a wall kill a guy with an axe and then throw the axe into another guy it's the most conan thing it's fantastic and then we put you on a boat where you can't really do any of that yeah, there's no walls <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, walls the scenario that was like what, what was the was the scenario with the giant snake yeah there's there's the one where you're you're there's there's all these huts and it's the picked village and there's a princess captured in one of the huts and a giant monster snake in another one. So you're just bashing in huts, wondering, you know, which one's the snake and which one's yeah, the princess. I liked, I remember that scenario just because I like bashed in one of the huts and you're like, I forgot you could break walls. <laughs> <laughs> and like they were in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just started kicking down doors directly into where you wanted to be. And, and so that, 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 uh. Which I've been granted, the game was balanced for it. Like, and then it was still a fun game, but I was like, oops. What had happened was <laughs> I had moved all of my guys of one color because whenever you defeat all of the, the characters of one, they are like all my green guys were in that group. Um, when you defeat all the characters of one color group, that whole group goes off the board. And I had put them all in there, forgetting that you could kick down the door. And you yep. went in there and just murdered all of them at once with the circular strike you're just like kick down the door dead 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 kick down the other wall walk through bye see you later (laughs) um but back to what you're saying guy is is how limited things feel and this is a thing that andrew and i have gone back and forth on um vis-a-vis the batman game which is kind of like a revamped version of this same system Mm -hmm. um which in the batman game you can't really die you get ko'd and then you'll come back and that has been my long-standing batman complaint is that 
not having that that constant threat of permanent death um, makes the game just a little softer. You know, I like how how um, uh, like fatalistic Conan feels. It's very much like, oh yeah, well, you don't want to die because that's it. You're just dead. Basically, the the Batman game, like you know, the dead zone that you would put your resources in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Batman game, those get replenished into your like middle zone, whatever. Oh, okay. The, the fatigue zone. Yeah. So it. So it, that's it, how Batman works. It removes that 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 particular element of the game. So he gets hurt, but then he like can get back up afterwards because he's Batman. Yeah. He's I, I Conan. Do what? I said he's soft. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really I really do like the scenario a lot. What I what I really liked is um I feel like a lot of scenario based games try to put in these little these little bits of like flair to to make you feel more immersed in the story, you know? Um and and the monolith games do that as well, you know. They have these kind of very specific mechanical things they do, and in this scenario it was um as the overlord, I could spend my action tile to make a big wave hit the ship and sweep a bunch of dudes off. Yeah. Uh, which was, uh, um, that was a lot of fun. I felt like that was really thematic. I felt like the mutiny thing was pretty cool. Like you guys were, were or specifically Conan was um, basically creating a mutiny and getting pirates on your side. And I thought, I, I just, I don't know. I thought the whole scenario was really well designed. I thought it was really cool. And I, I'm, you know what I'm, you didn't do? What? You didn't make Guy actually come up with a compelling argument for why the pirates should join his side <laughs> you think we should role play it next time yeah yeah next time he's just like i don't know guys maybe just uh my side's better no, i guess no we're not doing it not oh, doing that okay i still um, need to join my team this <laughs> <laughs> this um this scenario is also um and i noticed this in all the conan scenarios is they are just it's real high stakes, man. Like the game gives me archers with an ability that they roll extra damage dice and whenever extra damage dice, whenever they're at a higher elevation mm-hmm. and it puts them on higher elevation. So I'm just like massacring you guys with arrows, like off the bat. Oh yeah. And, we had, we had Conan, Shavataz and then the ninja. I don't remember. His oh, name. I forget his name too. He's from the Kitai expansion. He's the hero from that. But that dude, like, Shavataz was fine the entire yeah. game. Uh, Conan got like an arrow, and then that ninja was just murdered, pelt- pelted with air, like he died. Yeah, yeah. But he was just like he was. Uh, he was definitely boromired with arrows at the yeah. end there. So I don't know. I feel like it. It um, kind of uh, put some of my concerns about Conan to my my long term Conan based concerns to rest. Like one. It was real easy to teach. It was just like, hey, you know, these are your abilities. These are your crystals. You want crystals, you, and you get some every turn, and then that was it. Could um, you teach it to your family, you think? I, I don't know that I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Although, who knows, man? I could have, like, my, my wife's, like, great uncle just like, I throw my axe into his head, and I rip it out. And, you know, I've <laughs> maybe you get into it. I don't know. You know? That would be your kid. <laughs> yeah, my kid would. Yeah, yeah it'd be pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> I can throw my axe. Daddy, he's great. Um, 
so so it, it kind of put some of my my um, long term concerns for Conan to rest a little bit. Kind of getting to show the game to a new person, bring in some like new blood to the game and some new perspective, and seeing Guy um, really kind of take to it and and not have any issues with it, and and us having very few rules concerns. We did have some concerns about um, uh, line of sight is still weird. It's still weird in Batman. It's still weird in Conan. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Line of sight is a, is a big issue. In Batman, they tried to make it easier with these letters, but then the last time that you and I played, we f- figured out that it was like... <laughs> they, they're meaningless. That uh, they're sort of meaningless. Yeah. Like, they're, they work sort of, but then also it's if you can draw a line between the two and it's really just for elevation... Is yep. what I figured out. Um, yeah. As far as being a Conan revisit, um, I think, uh, uh, and this is a complaint we had a year ago when we talked about the game on on the episode, was that the the rule system kind of seems to want you to inject some amount of like role playing, like your own uh uh interpretation you know like hey which of these areas on the map look elevated to you which and i think we said at the time which is fine for like a cooperative game or a role-playing game or something but this is a game where you're playing against each other um and i I don't love having kind of fuzzy interpretable rules in a game like that because it can lead to some bad feelings you know where people are like I feel like I should be able to do that. And then someone else is like, I don't know, man, I feel like that looks like that's not elevated. And you're like, well, it looks like it is elevated to me. And then you're having these kind of disputes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and really that's, that's, and I still, we still need to play again with the wizard to see what's up with the magic, but um, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, don't revisiting really, Conan. I don't really remember the magic too, too much whenever we played before. I remember it being like one of those things where we really didn't understand it. And we're like, this seems overpowered. Like this seems an unfair amount of overpowered. Well, we played it, we played it one way. And then I was like, well, you could also read it this way, but then that made it so weak. So as to be completely ineffective. And we were like, yeah. well, <laughs> we, we don't it's either like ineffective or overpowered. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we had played the um, tavern scenario. We've done that before. We played that on Vassal uh, digitally on online. Um, The tavern scenario is a lot of fun. I I like that one a whole lot. It's just Conan trying to get out of the bar without getting killed through walls. I would. I mean, like, I would. After one game, was comfortable enough that I would play again with two characters. Um, yeah. So you so like the three of us could do a four player or four character scenario. I don't know if you can. I think the scenarios are three characters. No, there's versus, a lot of four and five character ones. Are there? Yeah. yeah it seems like I'm there were a lot of like four characters, two to three difficulty <clears throat> scenarios. I guess I'm just used to Batman. Batman only has tops three. No, no. There's there's a lot of four player scenarios. Um, oh, okay. In in Conan. Um, I think I, I still think my favorite one we played, like looking back on all the Conan we've played, my favorite scenario is still the climbing the tower. Um, and there's just some, there's just some so cool about like you enter the tower and then as you climb it, you take out a different game board and lay it on top. And that's the second level of the tower. Like it was just so fun. Yeah, that um, sounds super neat. But the ship was just the ship was a blast. We've also st- we've, the, we've 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 only played like two scenarios from Nordheim as well. Um, but well, Nordheim I, I, was hard. Nordheim was pretty brutal. 
It was yeah. real brutal. But I'm getting those frost yeah. giants painted, so next time we play, I'm going to have me some oh man some big old frost area was the heart like so you have to save like a, a lady from the two yeah. frost giants and yeah. they just annihilated me like, <laughs> there's instantly. a lady just literally in the middle of an open field um a snowy open field and, and she's wearing nothing because it's conan yeah and conan's wearing nothing because he's conan yeah. and and so it's just this open it's just like this slaughtering ground where you're just like i guess there's no cover or anything and it's 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 rough <laughs> man yeah. And these two frost giants come out and just beat the shit out of you. Anyway, Conan. Yeah, I guess uh, that puts a, a cap on our Conan talk. We all enjoyed. We all enjoyed it. I was excited to bring in someone new and see them also enjoy it and take to it quickly because I, I think I was destined to like it no matter what because it's Conan and I like Conan a yeah. lot. Um, you do like you talk about liking Conan a lot. <laughs> Do I? Is that a thing I talk about a lot? It, it, see, a lot? it seems to me, but maybe it's just like I've been listening to Talking Wizards since the beginning, and like it, it doesn't occur to me that it's been like three years of Talking Wizards. Yeah. And you've mentioned yeah. it probably four or five times. <laughs> I do yeah. like Conan a whole lot. I got a lot of Conan books. I've always enjoyed Conan. Love the movie. It's just Conan's just great. It's just pure. He punches just, a camel. It's he great. Can't... He punches a camel, guy. What, what do you want? <laughs> What do you want from him? What the camel do you die? Want from Why do you punch a camel? What are you talking about? First of in all, the, the camel had it coming. He did. He does. He punches a camel in the movie. Which movie? The Conan the Barbarian. Aren't there like the Arnold two Schwarzenegger? Of those? The first yeah, one. we don't acknowledge the other Conan movies. Uh, What's it's wrong a, it's with a, Jason Momoa? It's a it's a Matrix type scenario. Uh, oh, okay. Where we don't we don't acknowledge the other ones. You say, oh yeah, I'm glad they made that one Conan movie ever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I was destined to like it no matter what, just because I really wanted to like it because it's Conan. Of course, yeah, I want to be like honest. It. I've seen like part of that movie on like daytime TV. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you got to sit down. That that it really is a, a really it's good, a good like, movie. It's it's a it's a good like high fantasy movie really is um, i made my wife watch it yeah i like it a lot i like a, a lot of the cinematography in it but now we're just talking about conan which as we all know i love so i guess we'll we'll get into the second topic which is more flesh and blood and justin got to play ultimate pit fight which we, is what he's wanted to do we played six hours of ultimate pit fight yeah we, we played so much i didn't <laughs> realize it was six hours till i was doing the math on the way home uh-huh well, we got done yeah. and, and we were kind of like, I guess we'll go have dinner. And you, you, you sort of had this um, attitude of like, oh, we're done now. That's it. All right. Oh, I guess we can go have dinner. And I was like, well, we've been doing this for over six hours. What does he want? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Re it didn't really occur to me at the time that you didn't realize how long it had been. Now, guy, this yeah. was your first time actually really sitting down and really playing Flesh and Blood, right? Uh, with the person, I played with the AI before on felt table. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, I've never played against a real live person, and I won yeah. my very first game. You, you did, did, didn't you? Who? Which deck were you playing? Were you playing Dorinthia? I think. Uh, whoever the paladin type person was. Yeah, Not with the Dawn Blade, and she attacks them multiple times. No, 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 the other one. Oh um, no, you were playing Bolton. Bolton, that's his name. Because we did some Blitz yeah. games to open up, so that you could, you know, kind of, kind of get used to it again, and then we went straight. So Ultimate Pit Fight for the unaware is um, the multiplayer rules variant of flesh and blood um it it differs from regular constructed in that you use a constructed deck building uh uh type thing so you've got 60 cards and then three of each and in and, and all of that um 
but then you you ha- you use young hero health so you're going to start yeah. at basically half health um and i had been really excited to play this because coming from magic the gathering i really really love commander that's what got me back into magic that's what i enjoyed about magic that was like my format and um i was hoping that this would be the you know the flesh and blood equivalent of of ultimate pit fight now you've told me before uh but why is it that you like commander it's because it's kind of a uh non i don't want to say non-serious format but non-serious <laughs> it's it's not the non-seriousness that i love about commander it really isn't it's um it's it's partially because it's commanders is 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 if it feels more thematic to me i guess um, especially coming from something like standard and, and for people that don't play magic, the gathering, when you look at the formats in magic, the gathering, you go look and it's like, Oh, what is this? Well, it's five color good stuff. Oh, what is this? Well, and they're like, Oh, well it's Sultai humans, um, uh, 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 aggro rush. And, and they're, they're just these very like big sophisticated ideas. And commander was always kind of touted as like the format where you just play the stuff that you like. And Mm -hmm. so because you have a commander in the deck that you have to build your whole deck around, it really hones the theme of your deck. So the theme of your deck is really based on this one card. Right. And so like, I've got a goblin commander. It's a goblins deck. So when people go, what kind of deck is that? I go, it's goblins. What does it do? It makes lots of them. And then they are there and they attack. Um, (laughs) So I liked how kind of having, anytime you're making a deck in commander, you have to pick one card and say, Hey, this is what I'm building my whole deck around. This is my theme, this card. And it also yeah. makes it easier to, when you sit down to play with someone else and you look across the table and you say, oh, can I see your commander? And you look at it, that informs you a lot of what they're doing and what kind of game you're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I originally liked about Flesh and Blood was the hero system. Because every deck in Flesh and Blood is you have a hero and you build your deck around your hero. Um and the problem was flesh and blood was one V one. And what I liked about commander was that it was multiplayer. And I like being able to sit down with two, three, four, five friends. I played like an eight player commander game once it was insane. Um, (laughs) where you can just kind of be open about it and have fun. And anytime you're playing multiplayer, suddenly you're introducing the element of politics, right? Because now all of a sudden you can say, Hey, that person is doing better than us. If you don't attack me this turn, I promise I'll attack them. And then that'll even the playing field for both of us, you know? Right. Um, and I really like that, that kind of like injection of, of politics. It makes it feel more board gamey to me, I guess, where it's more talking and socializing and less just like, Oh, it's my turn. This, 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 this cool pass. Um, and I, I, so I was really intrigued by ultimate pit fight as basically, Hey, I came to this game because it has a lot of the things I like about Commander, and now it also has multiplayer. And so I got to to experience that. But Guy, I want to know how you, before we dig into that, how you found the game in general. Because this is your first time really sitting down like for a prolonged period, playing, getting into it, digging into it. You played Blitz, you played Ultimate Pit Fight for hours and hours. Like, How did you find Flesh and Blood? Uh, it was fun. Uh, it, again, it's one of those things where it's, it's sort of self-explanatory. Like we were talking with Conan, like you have a, you have a limited number of resources. You have to plan on what, uh, how are you going to use them for until your next turn? Yeah. Um, cause I guess the, the way that the game is set up, uh, at the end of your turn, you draw your cards and then until the end of your next turn, those are your cards, right? Yeah. Um, and so, 
I I think the way that I've described it to you guys is as long as I have a deck that's constructed uh, properly, like somebody has, I don't know, professionally constructed it or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> right. you know, they put thought into it and, and generally have tuned it to a point where you should be drawing cards that you can win with if mm. you play them uh-huh. right. Then it's a matter of reading those cards, figuring out what they do and figuring out how to efficiently uh, play them or save them as you need to for blocking or yeah, reacting. Just finding like the good lines of play. Yeah. Right. Um, and so if from that from that standpoint, it's really easy because you 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 know you know what you your your cost to pay that you have to pay. Um, you know what your health is. Uh, you know how much damage you can take, and you have the ability to to read your cards and say, okay, if I take that much damage, what can I do in response? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I um I, I do find um and this was a complaint I had with Commander is I got a lot of people back into or into for the first time. There's several people I got into Magic to begin with with Commander, and that's a hard format to start in for people that don't know. It's a hundred card <laughs> singleton deck. It's yeah. and the card pool is all Magic cards basically ever. You know, um. And that's a, that's that's daunting to throw people into. And then you get into the game in Magic. Guy, I know you play Magic the Gathering Arena. It is a game of increasing complexity. As you play, it becomes increasingly complex, sometimes to extreme degrees. And I feel like, and I don't, and it's going to sound like I'm selling flesh and blood short, and I'm not. Um, I feel like there's this maximum level of complexity, right? The ceiling for strategy is astronomic but the ceiling for just general mechanical complexity feels like it has a a a certain ceiling that you're never going to go above you know you never reach that point where it's like you're playing magic and you're like all right i have 12 different creatures they all have different keyword abilities three of them have activated triggers three of them have passive triggers that start at the beginning of turn and two of them make more tokens whenever i do this you know and you're like this is just so much keep in my head flesh and blood is very much like you're not going to reach that extreme level of mechanical complexity where where the the mechanics of the game are outstripping the level of strategy you're actually employing if that makes sense yeah Yeah. it's uh, there's something to be said about the the simplicity of the mechanics there aren't a whole lot of them yeah um or they're unique to the hero that you're playing you know uh the the variance isn't that you've got a choice from a million it's that you've got you know, uh, one or two that are different for your hero. And then the rest is just, you know, does it hit or does it not hit? Uh, does it have go again? Right. Like that, that's about it. Uh, the only, the only variant, the only difference I can think is whoever it was that I played that had like arcane damage. That um, you had to manage. That would have been probably me because Andrew doesn't do arcane damage. Uh, not- if we played blitz, I was oh, playing yeah, as a character. Good. I forgot. Oh, his you? Name. Yeah, no, you played um, Viserai. Yeah. yeah, the guy that did the rune chants. Viserai is a big combo deck. He's, it's all about like building up these big rune chants and these big attacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that um, was a that was a unique mechanic. Whereas like Dorinthia and 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 Bolton are really just if it hits, then you get an extra turn or you yeah. know, things like that. Well, but even then, um, and that's a great point because Viserai isn't super mechanically complex. Like the the mechanics of rune chant. Makes sense. Um, the, you know, they're pretty straightforward. But the, um, uh, the, the, the strategy, the level of complex strategy in Viscera is so much higher, even though 
theoretically and like looking at the cards, it's not that much more mechanically complex, you know, as opposed to other characters, you know? Yeah. I think it's because you get, basically you have two different damage types and one of yeah. them is blockable and one of them is sometimes blockable. Right. Yeah. And it gets, it gets, it gets a little, little hairy there. Andrew, how'd you find ultimate pit fight? I mean, I thought it was fun. I thought it was uh, a little bit, like there are times when it's like I think we should be hammering one specific person <laughs> yeah. based on turn order. Yeah, and that didn't happen, and that was you know it's fine for the game. Um, but I I think it also led to based on what order we're going to clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah. Um, somebody got hammered at some point, <laughs> like terribly hammered. I, I will say that this, this is a pretty major difference I noticed between something like a multiplayer commander game and an ultimate pit fight game of flesh and blood is that in flesh and blood, if, like in, in commander, because guy, I don't think you've played much commander and guy or Andrew, I know you've only played really maybe a couple dozen games with me. Oh, I played in other games. Oh, I see. You got other yeah. friends now. Is uh-huh. that? Is that... <laughs> My point is that it wasn't like a, a big thing for you. You know, you've you've played it, but you 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 weren't like you didn't have like a regular commander group or anything. Right. Um, in commander, there are a lot of times where you could do something, but you don't because you're like, I don't want to upset anybody this early in the game because then I'll start getting hammered. In flesh and blood, it feels like you're doing it wrong if you're not attacking someone every turn. Yeah. So that makes it you feel are doing it wrong if you're not attacking. Someone. Yeah, really. Yeah. You, <laughs> it makes it feel very distinctly different from the kind of um, meandering games of commander that you'll have where you're like, oh, I could do these things, but then I'm going to upset that person. Then they're going to come after me. So I'm not going to in flesh and blood. You're like, well, no, really. The only thing I can do is dish out damage. That is what my yeah. deck is built to do. It's damage of some kind. I can only attack someone, so I'm going to either attack both of them or I'm going to choose who I'm going to attack. And then, uh, you you know, even if you're playing a big setup deck, you know, like I guess like Guy was running Viscerai. He could have not been attacking and just going straight heavy rune chant. So, you know, I I guess it's possible. I get you were playing Dash. I mean, realistically, you could have just turtled up and put counters on things and put items out. You know, I, I don't know. I think I guess what I'm saying is I can't tell if it's a thing with the format and the game, or if it's just us being like, this is what flesh and blood is. You have to attack everybody every turn, you know, maybe with more time. I mean, we there were turns where we weren't attacking everybody every single turn, but it was True. for the most part, um, attacking someone every single turn because that's what you had <clears throat> to do. It's not like in, like in magic, you can kind of like sit there and put, um, your lands down and then put some creatures down and then go, well, I've got 80 million creatures, so I don't yeah. need to attack this turn because I can block literally anything that comes my way. Yeah. And in Flesh and Blood, you're like, well, I only have four cards, so I can only block four cards worth of blocking. And that's all you can do is, is either attack or block the four cards that you have. And yeah. Yeah, so well, and, that's and- kind of... To your point from earlier, there's kind of a momentum to the turn order, right? Um, because right. if I if I attack the person that's going, it's it's a rotating three person, right? So it doesn't like mm-hmm. snake. It's just you know counterclockwise or clockwise. You choose the direction. Um, and if I attack the person who goes next, then I am trying to get through 
or, or, or basically it's not going to help the person who just went before me. Right. Because they're going to refresh their cards before that person gets a chance to go. Right. Right. And it became a strategy of attacking the person that goes second. So that way the next person or the person that goes third, really. So that way the second person can then hammer like you've already wasted all your cards blocking my attacks. Yeah. So then you're hoping that the second person hammers even further in and goes past whatever they have to block with. Well, here's where I think it, it could have gone differently just based on how we played it because, and I'll say this, like when I started playing Commander in my group, the first couple months, we didn't do politics at all. Everyone was just like, we're just going to play what we got and that's what happens and this is what happened, you know. And I feel like we were kind of in that mode with this ultimate pit fight where it was like, hey, we weren't really trying to make these deals or trying to discuss strategy or come up with deals plans happen, or, or do what? I said deals happened though. There no, were a I, lot of... There were a lot of times that you specifically were like, if you don't attack me right now, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of that guy for you. First of all, yes, there was, <laughs> because I'm, I've played a lot of multiplayer card games, and I'm accustomed to doing it. Second of all, no one ever accepted any of my deals. Like I think I think one there was no, one time. No, no one was like, all right, I agree. That's Never did that happen. Now, that person might have chosen to do it anyway, but there was no open... <laughs> There was no open agreements occurring in any of those games, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like were we to play it again, um, I think we could make it a more political game, something uh, a little more. Um, I don't want to say casual, but uh, a little more uh, or a little less aggressive, maybe. You know, yeah. where where it's it's more like, hey, we've played enough of this now that we can look at the turn structure and be like, hey. I see that you're going to be the person getting hammered because you go third. So I'll make a deal with you if you'll attack the person that goes after me because they, you know, uh, uh, they're in the same situation uh, or I'm in the same situation to them from their perspective. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but we just didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll go into final thoughts of ultimate pit fight. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I would be excited to play more Ultimate Pit Fight. I had a good time with it. Um, I still really hope that the PVE mode that they've been talking about comes to fruition. Not they've not been talking. I take it back. They haven't been talking about it. That everyone has been speculating about yeah. uh, comes to fruition and is a thing. Um, if we were to sit down and play again, I would be excited to maybe try to inject a little bit more politics in in uh open agreements in thinking about like how turn order is going um and and because the big thing in these types of games is threat assessment right being able to look at the board and say hey who's the most threatening player here we need to target that person right and then after that targeting is done you go all right now who is it you know um yeah. and i don't think we were it's not that we didn't want to do that i think it just we just weren't worried about it we were just playing the game and excited to play the game you know so i i really enjoyed it and i'm excited to do it again i also am excited to, i i had a lot of fun playing th uh, basically three player flesh and blood yeah um i'd like to see um mechanics we don't really have that many people or decks i guess you do I now do. at this point you've got yeah. decks <laughs> i've got um, um i've got like two I've got three decks that I would say are semi-competitive, and I've got, yeah. I think, six or seven total constructed right now. 
Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to play a game that's more people. Like I'd like to see like a four or five person yeah. ultimate pit fight. I think that would be really cool, but we don't really have the people for it. <laughs> and that does introduce uh, a, a tricky thing about the format is that you can only attack people to your left or right. Right. And that's what I'm excited. That would be I, what I would be excited for yeah. is when you're in a three person game, everyone's to your left or right. Yeah. But when you're in a, a four or five person game, then that limits the people that you can attack and therefore yeah. limits the amount of people that get screwed over by like. <laughs> it, it solves it a bit. Yeah. yeah. I think we could have um, also simulated that by being like, hey, you can only attack left or only attack right, you know? I mean, maybe we can play with that next time we play. You yeah. know, I'd, I'd be. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Guy, what'd you, what are your final thoughts, I guess, on it? Um, I mean, I, I agree with you, and and, I, and that's an interesting idea of of you know only attacking left or only attacking right. Um, but I, I mean, there there was one game that we played where you almost ran out of cards, right? Yeah, um, and that happens. Yeah, and, and it seems like in like a normal blitz game or a normal constructed game, your card count isn't necessarily a huge concern. Mm, I uh, I heavy disagree. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I run out of cards. True. All the time. <laughs> all the time. It it, well, it is it is it is a it is a major component of the game that you you try to get your opponent to run out of cards. Like like. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Maybe it just maybe you just play like heroes that like mill your own cards like constantly or something. But uh, I don't know. I just I. In again, I, I've played with you guys and with the AI, right? Uh, burning through the cards, and maybe it's the heroes that I'm playing, but burning through the cards doesn't didn't seem to be a, a concern for me. Um, but playing against three people, all of a sudden, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you're blocking so much. Yeah, I, I'll say. Um, I mean, uh, almost these days, almost every game I play. One player is nearly out of cards by the end of it. Um, yeah. One player's got like two to three hands left every time, um, and it's you know uh, it's different. You're right; it is different per deck. Like I like my old him deck. Uh, that thing, that, that deck hangs on to cards. It doesn't give them up for anything. It's like no, no, no. <laughs> these are mine. And Dash can hang on to them if if I really wanted. Yeah, but but it's just control decks are able to hang on to cards, and I mean every other deck. Like if you are playing the game, you're bleeding out cards. You're it's just going to happen, um, because there's not really that sort of thing like in in Magic where, um, in Magic there's a lot of times there's games where it's like, hey, I'm gonna sit here, I've got these cards, and I'm gonna kind of hang back and wait, and then react appropriately, and then strike back. In Flesh and Blood, there's not that kind of like hanging back you know so you're where, where you won't spend cards for a turn or two and you're trying to be it's just like no you gotta if you're not spending your cards you've lost all tempo in the game it, it like yeah. instantaneously um, yeah well and you're not incentivized to hold them right because you're draw you draw right. up to your full hand size there's no point turn. Yeah. yeah it's it's just you yeah. wasting you know uh actions basically well i'm in, i'm excited to keep playing and play more um okay i hope you join us for another board game day yeah, you've become the implied uh, third person in the ultimate pit fight scenario <laughs> that we've been describing, uh, yeah. returning to. So no, I mean I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's it's not a bad drive down. It's it was shorter than I thought it was. I swear yeah. to God, I went through a, a portal. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but like, because like the map says it's an hour and a half, and like when I got there, it was about an hour and a half after I left. 
but like thinking about like the music I listen to or whatever, I'm like, I listened yeah. to like two songs. What the <laughs> fuck? You just, yo, know, man, you just like coasted through that whole thing. I guess. And you really did the whole day. By the end of the day, I was like, hey, you want to go have dinner? And you're like, I guess. And then it's like, oh, but do it at six hours. He just had a weird time <laughs> dilation going on that day. It's just like, I guess. what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, um, I think that's what we got for this episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you want, go check us out on Board Game Barbarians at Instagram. You can check us out at Facebook.com slash Board Game Barbarians. Check us out on iTunes. Please rate and review us. It really does help out a lot. Um, and guys, remember what is uh, best in life. It's board games. It's board games. It's board games. Guys, board games. Is it? Guys, he didn't it's know. Board it's, board games. Oh, it's board games. It's board games. It's board games. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Board games. <laughs>